might have wondered when you were looking at this board why there's hieroglyphics on here. This is not hieroglyphics. It's just I suck at writing. And I tried to do the best that I can. But, you know, it's not really for reading. It's, pr it's pretty much for me <laughs> to go off of. So, anyway, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't get how people could write in stone back in the day and actually chisel it out and, you know, have, you know, good messages and stuff and people can read it. I can barely write with a pencil or a marker on a board. But that's, it's, fun. it's a lot of fun anyway. Um, awesome. So I've been excited to think of, uh, to dive into like different things that really get my mind spinning. And I think something like this, uh, one day I was at work and I was just listening to like audio books and I came across this book and it was called Colorful Management uh, and it's by Valeri Pekar. And it was talking about all these different types of um, paradigm thinkings that, you know, people generally find themselves in. And just stopping to think about it, I, I, I remembered what Pastor Robert was saying, how we are to, you know, we have our spiritual and we have our natural, and but those things are supposed to mesh together. And like when I was going over this, I was, I was, I was thinking about these ideas of the different, you know, um, types of thinkers that people go through. And it kind of struck me as like, we could use this as a way to gain deeper understanding of other people, but also have, bring it down. Let me try, sorry. But it's to help you have a better, I guess, better understanding of other people. No. Give me, let me get this one. I, I, I'd rather, I like the, uh, testing. There we go. All right. But it gives a better understanding of people's mindsets of where they're at, the circumstances that they're going through, how they, uh, how they perceive certain things. And it, it was cool to me because it, it, it allowed me to stop and think, you know, how often do we think on a one dimensional plane rather, rather than thinking about other people, how often do we more along the lines of think about ourselves or think about what we're going throughout the day without, you know, stopping to say, okay, what is the circumstance that they're going through? How can I better help them? How can I show love to those people that really need it the most? And I'm, I'm going to be basing a lot of what I'm talking about from 2 Corinthians 5.16, which says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. And also Romans twelve eighteen it says, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And you might say, like, oh, well, you're pulling something from the natural world and using it as, you know, something spiritual. Yes, I say it's more about the perception of what I'm speaking about and how you can use it and utilize it in the spiritual realm. Everything that we have is, uh, everything that, or let me back up. Everybody is not in a place of spirituality, but we can use this stuff to better tune into those people who aren't. And this is how we can have a better relationship with the people outside of the church. How we can understand people in general so we can be more effective in our outreach, in our ministry. Uh, how we talk to people on the daily. How, do, how can we better help them? but also gain a better understanding of who we are as a church and who we have in here because we're all not in the same place. You can, I, I can guarantee you that. And as I go through this, you can see, you know, there's places that you might have been and you can see where you're at now. But a lot of this stuff is to help to understand progress is necessary. Uh, one of the, the coolest quotes that I, I got to see or read from this book comes from Albert Einstein. He says, we cannot solve a problem on the same level it was created. And it's the same thing. If we're stuck in the same place consistently doing the same thing, we, uh, how do we expect to get out of it if we don't change the way that we think? How are we to help people on the level um, of showing Christ if we're not living in that way? If we're continuing to do the same thing on the same plane, then we're not effective in our ministry. We're not effective in reaching people that need to be reached. It's also to help constant growth to ensure we don't become stagnant. Uh, one of the things that was beaten to me as a young Christian is always look for change. Always look for moments to become uncomfortable, to step out of yourself, to learn something more. 
because you're going to be able to use that. If you stay in the same place for too long, then what, is, uh, what does Scripture say about it? it? Even Jesus said, it's like, it's better for you to be hot or cold than be lukewarm, because then you'll be spit out. And I don't want to be in a place where I'm stagnant, where I'm not moving forward. And I definitely don't want to be in a place to where I'm moving backwards. But these also these thinkings also develop new ways to see life and gain abilities to adapt to different social climates. How many times have you followed a place when you walk into a room and it's like a totally different people than who you're used to, but you cannot relate to them? Story of my life, social anxiety to the, to the T, I tell you what. <laughs> but like I, what I'm starting to think about this is like it, this really gets me excited because it helps me break past that that one-dimensional mindset to actually see those people deeper than what I've seen them before. It's less than a surface-level thing, but more of a, uh, I get to see, you know, how's your spirit doing? Uh, how's your mindset? What, what are you thinking of? And it's like you can use it by seeing what the circumstances they're, that they're going through. And it's also, you can notice these things by the experience that that you also walk through. So the stuff that you have done here to where you moved here can be utilized through all these areas. And like I said, I'll explain what those areas are. So as uh, reading through the book, understanding, you know, that there is the different worlds and the different thinkings, they uh, typically use colors. And I think colors are a good way to connect to things because we see colors every day, and it's probably something that was beaten to us in kindergarten when we were learning about colors. Selah for me. <laughs> but also, it's not for us to settle, but to encourage growth that not only affects us, but those around us. This level of, this type of uh, thing here is not centered around just ourselves growing and learning people, but it helps us to understand other people. And like I was saying, it, it, it helps us gain understanding and uh, a deeper, I guess, sense of relation to the people around us. But it also is to build compassion for others. Experience says, I know what you are going through. Or in the same sense, if somebody uh, has experience that you don't, it's uh, also that we ourselves can learn from whoever has gone before us. So we need, and, and we do need that because I, there's, there's certain times where I'm stuck in a level of thinking that I can't get out of because I never, uh, I never seen a way out. But there's somebody that could have been going through that, that level of thinking that stepped out of it that can give me an experience and hope to say, well, this is what I dealt with and the stuff that I'm going through. Let me see if I can uh, give you something that is, is going to help you grow and move forward. And it's all, the goal is ultimately is to get you to a place where you're able to grow through difficult think, uh, different thinkings and allows you to be better available for people who need it. And this is through discernment and relation, which is awesome. It's all awesome. It's all cool. All right. So in that, I'm going to move into the first, the first thing here. And they... Like I said, they go through colors, so I'm going to be writing down different colors. You can take notes if you would like to. If not, just, you know, just try to pay attention the best you can. Hopefully I can get the, hopefully I can get the point across. And, yeah. So, the first level of thinking that they describe is one that's called beige thinking. And if this is spelled wrong, I'm sorry, because beige is one of those wor uh, weird words to me. So the beige world. And typically, when you think of the beige world, you find people who have gone through a lot of trauma in their life. Um, I, I, I can relate to this, this type of world the most because of past addictions. Uh, and it's like most people that go through this, you find them, um, like I said, in traumatic situations like homelessness, addiction, uh, financial stuff. And like, if you look at it nowadays, you can see it through wars, uh, oppressive governments, um, and natural disasters. So the people that do uh, end up in this, this type of thinking typically learn it at a very young age. So for my sake, uh, picking up a, and living in a beige world came from 
the, the level of abuse that I went through as a child, the things that I had to deal with and gaining a survival mode. So this uh, taps into the instinctive or the, the animal-based, I guess, actions that we have to try to survive. So all this, so what I'm trying to say on this is instinct overtakes anything else that's rational. So you're rather more not going to do things that get you out of it or things that, you know, can get you closer to other people that can help you get out of it. And is definitely one of the hard past pains that you've been through by using drugs or even like get stand a way to before I could actually move on to the next place. And even then, the I guess the progression was kind of quick because I, I was able to come up with solutions to get out. And it wasn't for me, but it was also through the intervention of our father who got me to a place to where I can have the ability to move forward and move into the next type of thinking. And a lot of times we need a spiritual intervention to be able to get us from this type of uh, traumatic event or uh, type of thinking, because a lot of the times it's hard for uh, for people that go through these type of things to you know find solutions. They can't think of things successfully, and like that's and I think one of this is the most important for us understanding the people out there, because there is a lot of people that are dealing with these type of issues that don't know how to get out of it. And like I, that's why I'm blessed to have gone through the experience that I went through, not for the fact that it is pain that I had to endure that got me to the place I am at, but it's the experience to be able to reach out to those who are struggling in addiction, who've went through homelessness, who've done all these things and don't have an answer of hope that are, that's in front of them. Because yeah. it is. Getting out of homelessness is hard. I've been there. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that it is true. Support is is big, but you also come to a, a place to where, you know, you might not have anybody around. You might not have family. You might not have a support system. And like I and like, from experience, I've been there. But that was my own doing because I burnt the bridges that I had. Sometimes it comes like change. Sometimes comes if the circumstances is available, and it it's up to us to be willing and accepting of that change when it does come. The statistics for people that are in this place, I think it's actually a lot higher than what it was saying, but it says only 0.1% of people living here, but through, I don't know how long ago this book was written, honestly, but if you, if you think about it, because of the wars and everything, the situational stuff, all, uh, it seems like a lot more people are residing in this world right now as a way to try to survive. And it's, it's sad to see that because it, you know, unless something changes, you know, dramatically, then a lot of people will stay stuck there. But I believe that us understanding this type of world allows us to be more, um, more available to those people. Because there is people that need that support. There is people that need uh, someone, you know, someone like us to have been through that experience to help them get out of there. Up next, after you, after you had the process of getting through the beige world, typically you would come to the next one, which would be called the purple world. And like I said, uh, this, this whole thing is just to get your mind turning. You don't have to, like, believe everything that's coming from this but I'm just giving some ideas that I thought were really really cool from it that we can actually maybe use and utilize you know for you know maybe future outreach and stuff and I do get I do get nervous like inter, like introducing new ideas like this but like something that you know I'm, I'm starting to get into especially with you know leadership and management at my work is you know understanding that God is Give me the ability like to present things and I, I'm, I'm trying to step into that more and just like the thing the passions that he put in my heart I want to share with you guys as well especially if he tells me like if, if he gives me hope that you know it could be used for the greater of his good so moving on to the purple world so the purple world embodies the relativity of safety and operates in a place of absolute compliance with shared interest to make sure everyone's needs are met so unlike this, the beige world, the purple world, were more centered around 
focused on other people rather than ourselves. There's really no uh, sense of self. um, Sorry, I'm trying to figure out the word. You ever like, you know how a a stack of papers are when you got (laughs) to stack them, get them straight? That's what I wish I could do to my mind sometimes because I feel like it's all scatterbrained sometimes. Uh, Let's see. Okay, and now I got it. I was trying to remember a certain word. Oh, so yeah, instead of self-realization, you don't, you don't necessarily focus on your identity, but you focus on the people around you. So you don't really have a sense of self being in this world. And typically you find people that uh, indulge in like witchcraft, believe in superstition, superstitions and, and stuff like that reside in this area. Um, it does, it, because of the, the safety and... Uh, the relativity that comes from it, it, it's from a place that we come from as children as well. Where we're, you know, if you if you grow up in a a safe and calm environment, then typically you want to follow in with that and you want to stay in there. So that conformance to those mindsets allows you to, you know, better follow in how other people are thinking. Usually the collective outweighs self in most things, but mostly as a way to induce uh, conformity on the individual. Individual. Uh, they're, they're thinking it's more loyalty to the group over personal needs, and about 10% of people you know, in the population actually fall into this. And it's easy to get stuck here because the sense of, like I said, the sense of safety and well-being equates to the same sense as you felt as a child. So if you move past here, which I think this is probably one of the easier ones to, to get out of, unless, you know, you lived in a traumatic environment to where you, ha- uh, you had codependency. Uh, I think a lot of people that dealt with codependency live in this world um, because you might think that there's sense, uh, a, a sense of safety because you're, you're used to, uh, I guess, a level uh, – you're used to the same old things – time and time again, and that's what you find comfort in. But these two can correlate together very easily. Same thing with addiction. I can become, I can feel safe in addiction. I can feel comfort in addiction because I know it's taking away the pain that I've been through. I know I can continue to use drugs and it's going to continue to numb that stuff. But I'm just going to conform to everything else rather than trying to improve myself and have personal development. The next world that pops up after this Where'd that orange one go? There we go. Is the red world. And typically, you can get a sense of what the red world is because of the color red itself. What do you really relate red to? Anger, uh, ego, uh, all the things that seem negative. And that's typically what the red world is. As you can imagine, contrary to the purple world, the red world is centered around the ego and the individual. This is typically where you find a lot of narcissists, a lot of people who are stuck for self, that uh, are starting to gain self-perception, but they, they're, they're, they're not utilizing it in a way that is um, edifying to others. But it is not pathologically divergent to what you... It, it, What's that word? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm over here spilling out stuff. I'm not, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> pathological deviation. Yeah. So this being here does not, there's no pathological deviation if you're in this place. It's something sometimes we're imperative to go through only because we need to learn more about self. We need to learn about our identity. We need to, uh, to start, uh, start to love ourselves. But there's a, cent, uh, a certain level that you want to get to when you're in this world before it overtakes you. Like any other world, you can get stuck here as well. And that's where you typically, this is where you typically find politicians. Uh, This is where you typically find corrupt law uh, officials, Uh, authoritarian leaders like in, you know, North Korea, like in Russia, like uh, all those communist areas um, with criminals and guess what? Teenagers as well. So you will find teenagers in this. Because, one, they're learning to find themselves in this world. They're trying to deal with all the emotion. And there's so much that's going, it seems like it's going against them. 
that they got to focus on themselves and building themselves up. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is another one we actually go through as a child as well. So you hear about the terrible twos, and this is like, this is, you pretty much dabble in this as a, as a youth, you know, gaining, you know, trying to gain yourself, trying to uh, test, you know, different boundaries, trying to push different buttons. But like, some of us still stay there, but some of us do grow out of it. And about 20% of the population resides in this area. So when you move out of this world, so all these things that you gain, you do not lose. And I'm going to explain that when I get down towards the end. So the next world would be the blue world. Here's where you find people who are looking for peace and a higher purpose. So you got more sense self, right? You got more sense of, you know, who you are, your identity, learning different things, testing different things, understanding different things. And you're looking to move forward into a sense of higher, uh, higher purpose, and this is typically where you find uh, religiosity and, uh, where's this at? Yep, religiosity and ideologic loyalty. So people that fo- uh, follow in, you know, like traditional uh, Christianity, Catholicism, and other religions, or like, you know, under the oppression of specific leaders, they get these ideas into their head and they fall into here, but there's a sense of peace that they gain from it because they believe what is being told to them. And they start to think that uh, there is a, you have a sense of a higher, you know, purpose because you're a part of a conglomerate. Typically, you find people who value morality, law, and order. So you wouldn't really find people that are in the red world with the same mentality here, this is where you grow the here and start to think a lot different. You focus on more like, okay, now, and especially in the Christian realm, we start to think like, Lord, I see the gifts that you have given me and I see the skills that you're presenting in my life. Help me to more develop them to, to serve you better, Father. And it's what I like thinking about the spiritual gifts is like, you know, how can we, this is where we start, I feel like we start to utilize those more. We start to think outside of ourselves. We start to think more towards what the Father wants us to do. How are we supposed to develop these skills into something that's being able to be utilized for the greater good rather than myself? Like I, I, I tested the waters where I'm at, like, but I want something more. I want to see people thrive. I want to see people succeed. I want to see people grow. And that's the higher purpose that I sense that I feel like I have is to, is to tap into the potential that people have. And it's, it could be, of course, it could be different across the board for everybody here. Your higher purpose. What are you doing? What are you understanding? How are you utilizing what the Father has given to you to, uh, to better be, I guess, in a, a relational state rather than an individual state? And this is probably the most common out of all of them. You find about 40% of the population fall into this place. But also with everything else, we are to continue to grow our mindsets. We're to continue to grow our thinkings, even past this point. Because this can get really comfortable to stand in. And then when, and it also is like, what it was talking about is like, when people start to feel uh, the stability of this style starting to crumble, they typically move on to the next one. And the next one we're going to talk about is the uh, orange world. So I actually use orange for this one because I think it fits. Color coordination. Praise God. So moving on to the orange world. So you already have this deep sense of peace. You're getting this peace that's inside of you. You have uh, the experience of walking through the pain, understanding that it's not just uh, about yourself, but it's about other people, understanding who you are. Moving to the blue word, understanding that you want to utilize these skills that you have so far to give back to the people around you. And the orange world is probably is one of my favorite because this is where you find a lot of scientists, um, entrepreneurs, business owners, artists, the people that think outside the box, that really stretch their mind, that open their mind to think about deeper things than just what's on the surface. So you've got, you get the level of, I feel like a lot of level, people who think in the level of mystics uh, can reside here. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, I, but this is like what I'm, I'm, I feel like it's processing through my mind. 
but it's true because I feel like you're, you're more open to uh, think deeper and see stuff in a different way than you used to before. And I believe that's true. Um, it's filled with many opportunities to have self-realization, better ways to know and understand you and what God created you to do. So even taking it a step fur- further, you understand your purpose. Now you're ready to, uh, to, to utilize this to the full extent. You're ready to move forward, put feet to ground. Also get others involved in your ideas and in your visions. To understand that, you know, to be able to have this work out, you're going to have to get other people on board with it as well. Because no idea works without somebody believing in the vision that you have. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs have. They have the vision. They're able to cast it to those uh, and give it in a way that other people can understand it. In actuality, this thinking has no absolute truth, but there's always a choice. People who are in this thinking cherish success and typically treasure accomplishments and rewards as material symbols of achievement. Like I said, you typically find entrepreneurs, scientists, and artists here. The orange world is about 30% of the population. As we move on, we move into probably one of my favorite, which is the green world. The green world embodies harmony. It also uh, entails a place of complete, uh, well, entails a place of complete harmony where humanism, spirituality, inclusiveness, and empathy is present. So this is where, when you gain everything else, now you start to have a sense of compassion for the pe- more compassion for the people around you. You start to look at. Uh, Social injustice is different. You start to see equality different. You, you start to see uh, how, I'm trying to think. You start to see how things sometimes aren't fair, but you want to give, you want to bring forth a, a level of peace into the world of others other than yourself. This is where you see a lot of high self-awareness and high levels of personal development. So people that typically tap into wanting to get better and know a lot, uh, know different things, uh, advance their education, advance, you know, how they perceive different things. Um, Like, I I believe a lot of, like, theologians could probably, or people that delve into the scriptures a lot can really, uh, uh, goodness gracious, can be in this area for the fact that they're they're always looking for, you know, continue to, I guess, to walk out the truth, learn more about who the Father is, um, understand Scripture more, the history behind it, because they know that it's building themselves up as they go. It's also gaining wisdom and understanding of who Christ is and the characteristics of Christ, but it's also to, uh, to grow your personality in the way that you're supposed to, I guess, to mimic who Christ is. In this area, sadly, you only see about 10, uh, 10% of the uh, population. It is hard to get to that area. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, can deter you from getting to this place. But hopefully, being here, but the only thing about being here, it's a slow burn. It's hard to really move forward into the next world because this is this is actually a really good place to be. But where I feel like we should be, as uh, a people is this next world, which is the yellow world. And this embodies all of these all into one. This takes the experience that you have utilized through, through the different levels of thinking to be able to, to uh, utilize it to helping people around you. And it's probably the most complex. It's a but there's strong levels of adaptation to uh, and transformations and shifting roles. Here you value independence, freedom, and dignity. Self-realization and aiding others helps to solve problems swiftly and, and help you th- always think big. So when we get to this place, we start to stop and we can go back to where we've been before. Just because you're in here doesn't mean you can't go back to these. 
I, I feel like it's it's imperative for us to be able to move between the different worlds and and truly understand people in those areas. Because we, we do want to help people that are stuck in the red world to see that, you know, the problems that you create in this world are, aren't going to be able to be solved unless you move forward to the next thing. And helping other people understand, like, the, the, the mindsets that they have and how to help them grow from, you know, where they're at. And it is difficult. It is very difficult. But it's something that we got to strive to. But, like, as I, as I look at this, like, I can walk down the street which, I mean, I don't typically walk down the street. I should, I, why do I lie like that? I, <laughs> so that's her. She runs. I, I'm like, I, I drive down the street. As I drive down the street and see people. <laughs> uh, exercise. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as I drive down the street, like, in. It's not that I'm judging people, but it's I'm trying to gauge them in a place of, like I said, discernment. I'm discerning where they are. I'm discerning their heart. I'm discerning their mind. I'm discerning their situation so I can better uh, understand them more. Do I always act on uh, how I feel to try to connect with those people? I don't. But understanding this gives me a better, uh, I guess, a better opportunity to be able to, uh, to reach out to those people. I think this here is like something that, you know, can really change the mindset of the church as well. I mean, it, of course, like I said, it, it doesn't have to be believed. I believe it. I think it's really cool. I know I can use this uh, to go forth. But it also helps us stretch our discernment level and gain relationship through people out on the outside. To see past, you know, just what is in the spiritual, but also see the people that are stuck in the natural to help them build a, a place to where they can move into the spiritual. I guess if that makes sense. Hmm. But as long as we continue to go to constant growth through all these, and it, it, it does take time to move from different areas to different areas. And you see, like, probably, like, uh, the people that have gone before us, uh, have lived longer than us, have the experience of going through this. And those are really the people that we need to look towards when, you know, when we're dealing with these things. It's like, how can we glean from those? How can we move forward out of, uh, out of the red world into the blue world? How do I see the purpose that I have here to be able to, uh, to use that to give back to the people around me? How can I better cast my vision so other people can believe it? The same thing with pastors, like it's like in the place that we're in now, it's like, you know, uh, Pastor Robert created this, has a, had a vision and he walked it out. He lived it out. And the more that he has, the more that you guys are already on board because he, he knows, he has a, a sense of confidence when he speaks it, but he's also been through these other things as well. He's able to cast that vision in a way that says, I, I have confidence in this vision. I know it's going to work and I want you to, you know, yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Amen. And that is true. It is. It, and it does. It takes. It does take circumstances and it, t it does take areas of change in our lives to get us to where we're at. And it does take time. So I and one thing I do want to encourage you guys is not to see is this as a, a as a jump right through the process, but it's like. Really assess where you're at. The biggest thing is like when you can, especially when you leave here today, is to really stop and think and say, where am I, where's my thinking level at? What am I believing right now? And how can I get to the next level? And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that as in a way to just to build up yourself, to use it, utilize it for self. But no, it's like you can use this in the spiritual realm as well. It's like, how can I move into the next level? How can I, how can I gain a higher level of spirituality than I had before? How can I grow closer to God by utilizing stuff like this? And that's where it's like, you know, of course, praying to understand it. But it's like we, when we do move past uh, each different thing and we understand that there, that there is success in growing and understanding when we do grow, it's like, you know, it's, it's not for nothing because we, we can get to the next level and, and not even realize it. But one of the things I, I know when I went through uh, teen challenges, always stop and, re and, and, and see where you're at. See the progress that you have made. 
because there's no one. If nobody else is going to be proud of you, you have you're allowed to be proud of yourself for the progress that you have made. God, tell you what, if I if it's hard to. It's hard to have confidence when you don't feel like you're moving anywhere. I think there's a, lo- there's a level of truth to that. It's hard to feel successful when you don't feel like you're moving forward. But also, I also want to say that in accordance to that. Even if the move is slow, it doesn't mean you're not successful. It doesn't mean you can't be proud of yourself. Sometimes, like you said, it... You know, you can do something for 14 years before, you know, you get to a, a, a get to a better place. But guess what? That's okay. It's okay to move in your time period. And guess what? Even when you're moving to level to level, you can still help other people. That's the best thing about it. The experience does not go away. Even if you're in the, even if you're in the beige world and you have experience there where you're still not out of it, you can still explain to people how you survived and how you're moving forward. And you can, and maybe you just need somebody to help you get through it, and have that also have that support again to say, "I want to move from where I'm at." Maybe we just need to come alongside each other and move forward. But typically, in addiction, that doesn't happen. Two dead batteries can't start a car. That's true sense right there. But it, you get the you get the gist of what I'm trying to say, though. Uh, let's see, man. I, I I tell you what, I, when I get excited, I just blow through stuff that I have. I, I, I plan this out to be at least an hour long. Yeah. But Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. Thank you. This, I'm trying. I, I, I swear, people, I, I do try. I try to have a, a good long message. I just, I don't know. Holy Spirit, just continue to fill me. God, fill me with more. Fill me with more. Mm. When we see this too, it's it's also up to us to uh, continue to develop our discernment when we see people. It's like I I, I keep getting a sense of like a skipping rock on the water. It's like if this rock keeps skipping, let me try to get this this thought out like clearly. A rock that skips across water is only touching the surface, but once it hits and it hits in the last spot, it does sink and becomes one with the water. I don't know. I just seen that vision in my head. But it's the same thing like this. Keep skipping, keep going, keep going. But once we get to the we get to the actual depths of it, that's when it starts to make an impact. And it's the same thing with this sermon. It's like when we keep uh, keep hitting and hitting and hitting and we break through, and then we start to see people for who they really are. That's when things start to become more uh, visible. That's when we just look past the natural and then we can see into the spiritual. But it's also developing our minds in a place of spirituality and who the Father is and continuously to dive into him. That's when this stuff actually starts to really make sense. This is when we start to actually get to utilize it. When the Holy Spirit comes in and, and brings these, brings these uh, situations up to where you, you get to pull and utilize this stuff and to be able to help those people. When you're, when, you're, when you're going throughout your day and you feel this tug on your heart because you see someone struggling and you get this understanding. It's like, I know where they're at because I've been there. And you get to hurt with them. You get to grieve with them. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, 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 I believe that. Um, having that connection with the Father, that's how we learn. Uh, that's how we learn more about ourselves. Because if we're made in God's image and we, uh, we constantly talk to him, like I said before, we learn those characteristics. We learn those things about him. And then we get to understand deeper of who we are and what he imparted to us. And prayer is definitely a good way to get there. And it's how we get, I feel like it's, it's definitely the best way to, to grow in discernment, to understand in others as well. Because the Holy Spirit can show you something about somebody else that, you know I mean, you might never seen before. Yes. Yes. It's called, well, this is, the funny thing is, this is a, it was a business management book. It's called Colorful Management. It, it, it yep. But it, it breaks this down just like I did. And you can read this pretty much the same thing verbatim what's in there. So I just took key points out of it. Uh, but this also explains that we need people from each different world to be able to live. So especially if, like in a place of business, like, 
let's say a red world, they're people that need direction. They need people, they, they're not really open to it, they're about themselves, but they're the ones that need guidance in the workplace. These people are the ones, uh, purple world would be basically uh, people that do follow the rules and they're already on board with everything that happens. Orange is where you typically find the people that, are, that uh, reach a place of management. They have a better sense of how to manage the people that are around them, how they see people in the workplace, uh, and also be able to cast their visions and goals to be able to uh, propel the business forward. Green world is just being is someone that you would see in the workplace that can be, let's say, in HR aspects of mediation, uh, seeing and making sure production runs smoothly, making sure that uh, the workplace and the people there are able to connect without having any type of animosity towards each other, even when there's, uh, even when the the climate breeds anger and stress, but they can move through these. And the yellow is overall the person that you would see that would typically uh, own the business because they can see everything down and they can note where to put people and see where they're most effective. It's the same thing with, like, within, within the church. Different people in different places can be utilized uh, and skills are going to be different than what, let's say, my skills would be. So a purple world would be different than the skills that I, would, I have, but they're still, they're still important into the way that the machine works. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I think Psalms is is definitely good. It's a good place to see how, especially like the psalmist developed over a period of time and seeing where their mindset was when they, especially in certain ones where they see how they viewed God and how God revealed himself to him and how they came to an understanding. But um, let's see. Lord, thank you, Jesus. I think that's it. I think I gave you enough uh, to chew on. Yes. Well, so before that, yeah, check if you want. Like I said, uh, the person that wrote the book is, you know, Valeri Picard, and it's called Color for Management. I, I, I like it because it's helped me become a, a, it's developed me into a better, you know, supervisor where I'm at. And, you know, like right now I'm moving between here and here, I feel like, especially in the workplace, because of the, you know, I, I'm bringing up these presentations on how to develop, you know, a stronger business, you know, but that's stuff that God has worked up in my heart and definitely put a fire in me to want to do. And I feel like the whole present, this whole presentation aspect is something that he's like trying to shift me into because I feel more, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel more comfortable in doing this. I, I like when I was coming up here, I was like, man, I feel like a professor with this board out here. But then I got the handwriting of a doctor's. <laughs> yes, sir. I like how you have everything laid out. This is our first time here. But what I, what I see is it's okay to be any kind of way or any kind of time. There's always someone to help you. You may find yourself going back to where you once were or somebody else does or you don't trust anyone. Yeah. And... By any means, I'm not saying it's, yeah, like you're saying, it is okay to be anywhere here. There's nothing wrong with it. We all grow in our own pace. We all, we all take steps, you know, to become better people. And it might take us a little bit longer than other people, but there's nothing wrong with that. You're, you're working in the way that you're supposed to operate in that time that God has presented you. There's, there's nothing outside of who God is that's going to take you away from lo uh, how he loves you. If you're right here, guess what? God still loves you the same. If you're right here, guess what? God still loves you the same. If you're right here, guess what? God still loves you the same. And if you're right here, he still loves you the same. Yes. Yeah. Of course, yep. Exactly. Every, everybody in every world is, is needed. Um, it, I mean, if you're in the blue world, you might never, like you said, you might never get to a yellow world. And the sad part is you might be in a beige world and you might never get to 
you might not get to the blue or the orange, but everybody operates in a place that is that helps society function, and it all works. It, it all works together. I mean, it's God's ultimate plan for us to be able to work together, and that's what I talk about in Romans. It's like I'm gonna read. It says Romans 12:8. You know, live in, if it's possible, live in peace with you know all men, all women, and I feel like the deeper understanding of like where we're at in our differences helps us do that. It's like, then you don't have a sense of like, I got to be better. I got to be better than this person. Or I feel like I'm better than this person. No, it's like, I know, I know where you're at and that's okay. And like, I see that it's like when we actually get to visualize these things, then it makes it more, it, it makes it more real, you know? And it's like, it gets you, it moves your mindset from that one dimensional plane to you could see the whole world in the bigger picture. Because you can't have, you, if the world would be boring if all you seen was purple. The world would be boring if all you seen was orange. But that's why we have this whole color spectrum of people that makes everything beautiful. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That, and that's true, too. It is definitely true. Um. Yeah, of course. Something that I haven't experienced in a really long time is being able to walk into a place and feel that everybody here is very real. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that, I mean, as a church, I, I just from what I gained from what I've been here is just we just want to we we try to uh, nurture a culture that's accepting and loving to the people that come in. It's like we we want people to come in here that that are hurting that want to that find peace. And we have, I, and I can speak for everybody here. Everybody's welcoming with open arms. They want to see you here, and nobody's going to judge you. They don't care where you're at. They want to see you grow. They're here to see, to bring the potential out of you. To see you have freedom. To utilize these things. They see you, they, they, they can help you move through this stuff. But they see you from where you are and there's no judgment. That's the beauty of the house. Because when you come to the house, you feel like you're home. There's no other place you would want to be. But that's the and, and that's where my vision is, is to see that culture continue to grow and to be cultivated. 
that we can have more people come in here and have the same testimony that you have, to feel that sense of peace, sense of wonder of who the Holy, of the Holy Spirit and the Father just coming in and just giving you a big hug, and that you can just like, sit down. It's, it's funny that you say that because like the first time I came in here, I heard the, the, when I sat in the seat for the first time ever, clear as day, I heard shalom, and I felt this sense of peace that I never felt before. I'm not saying you can't find that in other churches, but I know the culture that we breed here at the house is a sense of shalom. And that's what you get when you, and there's, there's healing and there's rest here. Yes, sir. There, uh, I'm not sure. There's a lot of, we have a lot of groups that go on. Um, as of right now, I'm not too, we have, some things are on pause because of like the, the holiday and everything, but I, I believe there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming back open. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Uh, we can get you connected, you know, and to our website, the calendar and stuff, so you can see the stuff that's coming up. But if, if that's what you would like, then, you know, we're, we're here for you. But that's, just, that's all I got. I, just, I thought it was awesome. You guys are awesome. I'm thank, I thank you guys for the, uh, the comments and stuff, too. That's, I think that's uh, it's definitely impactful. But it also gives me, you know, time to reflect and say, okay, Lord, you know, what you're saying is, 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 is moving through the hearts of the people. And then I understand it's not me that's speaking through this, you know. And that's, that's what my hope is, that the Holy Spirit is, is, is recognized and that you don't see me standing up here, but you see someone that's a vessel poured out, you know, from Christ. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. It's like focus on him. This message that I bring of trying to understand people and loving people, it's not something that I made up. This is something that's been going on uh, for, for ages. This is what Jesus wants us to believe, and he wants us to change our, 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 thought, our thought patterns into knowing and understanding people deeper so we can have a, sense of, uh, a deeper sense of relationship that we can help them and be, more, uh, be a better community based out of unity rather than division. Please don't. Um, about two weeks ago, I came across the scripture, and I've been really chewing on it. So I'm going to read it. It's First Corinthians chapter nine, and I am reading out of the Complete Jewish Bible, but starting in verse 16. For I can't boast merely because I proclaim the good news. This I do from inner compulsion. Woe is me if I don't proclaim the good news. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if I do it unwillingly, I still do it simply because I have been entrusted with a job. So then, what is my reward? Just this, that in proclaiming the good news, I can make it available free of charge without making use of the rights to which it entitles me. Verse 19, for although I am a free man, not bound to do anyone's bidding, I have made myself a slave to all, in order to win as many people as possible. Verse 20. That is, with Jews, what I did was put myself in the position of a Jew in order to win Jews. With people in subjection to a legalistic perversion of the Torah, I put myself in a position of someone under such legalism in order to win those under this legalism, even though I myself am not in subjection to a legalistic perversion of the Torah. Verse 21. With those who live outside the framework of the Torah, I put myself in the position of someone outside the Torah in order to win those outside the Torah. Although I myself am not outside the framework of God's Torah, but within the framework of the Torah as upheld by the Messiah. With the weak, I became weak in order to win the weak. With all kinds of people, I've become all kinds of things so that in all kinds of circumstances, I might have at least some of them. I might have saved at least some of them. Verse 23, but I do it all because of the rewards promised by the good news, so that I may share in them along with the others who come to trust. Don't you know that in a race all the, runner, all the runners compete, but only one wins the prize? So then, run to win. Now every athlete is training Every athlete in training submits himself to strict discipline, and he does this just to win a laurel wreath that will soon wither away. But we do it to win a crown that will last forever. 
Verse 26, accordingly, I don't run aimlessly, but straight for the finish line. I don't shadow box, but try to make every punch count. I treat my body hard and make it a slave to that. After proclaiming the good news to others, I myself will not be disqualified. I think that verse too encompasses a lot of what Joe's talking about. And it's this thing, I think, again, this is just a whole process. Everything that's been said is this process, I believe God's doing, of undoing wrong teachings that have been created that are those obstacles in our way of the way. Knocking, yes, shaking down, shaking up the the ground of our tradition and breaking down the walls of our religion because his way is better. You know, the... Eventually, I'm going to bring a physical Bible. I always tell myself (laughs) there's something nice about pages. There really is. But there's something about Scripture that's so beautiful and freeing as I just read. But it's been so manipulated to teach us something that actually holds us back from Christ, back from freedom, back from truly loving the least of these. And when we are the least of these, we get those moments. So I'm just, I'm grateful that we have the opportunity in Christ to be set free. When she was like, when I when she was reading the scripture about the you know running the race, you know, I, I had this picture of, and what the best thing about this is, we're we're not running the race alone. So if you trip, I think about the 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 videos of the one person that goes back and picks up that other person and cro- they cross the finish line together, and that's what I feel like we're we're at a place to where we're not. We're not looking for self-gain by crossing the finish line alone, but we're locked arms running this race together because we're, we're, look, we're seeking after the same thing, running the same race, looking for the same end, which is so, it, it, which is so beautiful to think about. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's good, too. I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yep. Well, I'm going to pray this out. Father, we learned a lot of stuff here today, Lord, and I just, I just hope that it, 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 it rightfully sits on the hearts of the people that need it the most. God, and just, I just pray that you continue to help us uh, this gain this level of discernment to see people how they really are. God, as your creation, made in your image, Lord, and we're all made different in your image, but that doesn't take away from the fact that they're made in your image and that we can see them like you, Father. Lord, that we have the ability to use our experiences to help those that need it, Lord. Well, we're not looking on a, a, a one-dimensional plane, but Father, open our minds to be able to see those opportunities become available throughout the day. Let us hunger for those times. Let us thirst for those times where we can reach out to those who are hurting, Lord, that are looking for another way to get out and and to step up and elevate into something different than where they were before, Father. Let the Holy Spirit just just wretch our heart, just squeeze our heart just to feel the pain that the other people feel, Lord. Not at a place of, uh, of feeling pity, but, Lord, compassion, full compassion for those people. Not just the ones that are sitting here in this room, but those that are out there in the world that have no recollection of the good news, that have no recollection of the gospel, Lord, that we are to live the life and and display your image, Father, in a way that you want us to display it, not in how we see we should display it, through truth, Lord, through justice. Looking at the least of these, going after them with a fervor, Lord, in a passion to want to bring them up. 
to finish that the 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 to get to the end of that that race and finish together arm in arm because nobody should be left behind nobody should be left behind continue to tune our hearts and break it for those god that need help that need to know you more the need to know your love lord as we as we so know it and i pray that you continue to develop in the hearts here lord Continue to re- reveal things to those uh, that need it. To see where they're at in their circumstances, God, and say that it's okay to be where you're at. To co- but you're continuously growing and striving to become better. Not just for ourselves, but to serve you. Such a gracious God. Such an inspiring God. Because you walked it out. You took the first step. God, we're just following behind you. We're following in the way that you have presented, the the way that you made for us, Lord. God, and we thank you so much. We thank you so much, Guru. Thank you so much, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want prayer, there's going to be people up uh, up here to pray for you. And people that want to talk to you. So we love you guys. Have a good rest of your week.